This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You in? Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This video is brought to you by Zero, business accounting software that has all the time-saving tools you need to grow your business. Import bank transactions, send invoice reminders, pay your staff, and drive profitability through Zero projects. Whether in the office or on the go using the easy-to-use mobile app, you can run your business with ease, even if you don't have much of an accounting background, like me. Zero also allows you to invite your own accountants and bookkeepers to help you meet all your tax obligations for that extra feel of security. By signing up using the specific link in the description, you will receive 50% off your first three months. Quick and easy to set up, cancel at any time with free 24-hour support, add as many users as you wish, and with no hidden fees, there's no excuse you shouldn't sign up for Zero today. Over 3.7 million people already trust Zero with all their accounting needs. So remember, that's 50% off your first three months quick and easy to use accounting and round the clock customer assistance that's zero with an x link is in the description hello everybody welcome back to the blues focus podcast another episode uh, of season four no tommy kelsor tonight no idea where he is wasn't here this week wasn't here last week he's slacking he's getting poor with these podcast appearances but it is what it is i am still joined by two big blue noses of course jamie lawler as always jamie how are you mate I'm good, mate. I'm good. You know, all good. A little tired, working nights, but we move. I'm good. Yeah. I'm here. Ready to talk well, about the game. We we did want a little disclaimer. If Jamie says anything too stupid today, it's because uh, he is a tired man. We're used to Jamie saying stupid things anyway, but if they're extra stupid, <laughs> I'm joking, mate. I'm joking. Your opinions on the whole are uh, all right. They're decent. That's fine. I'll take that from you. <laughs> and of course, we are joined by Josh, who's making his second appearance. Is it now, Josh? Yes, it is. Yeah, second appearance. Good to have you, mate. Good to have you. Yeah, no, going Sam. well. Glad to be here. Good to have you, mate. No, Sam, uh, again this evening. Not quite sure where Sam is, but I'm sure he will be back very soon. We've got plenty uh, to talk about this evening. Um, last episode was a, a bit of a bumper episode. There was so much going on in the world of blues, and I thought tonight's would be a bit quieter, but still plenty going on at the club. I guess we should start. Uh, with Bristol City, a game both uh, Jamie and Josh, you were both at. Um, a very, very good afternoon, a, a 2-0 win, uh, another three points. Three points on the road as well. 
uh, which just makes it that little bit better. Jamie, talk us through it. What are your what are your thoughts on the game and the day itself? Um, I thought it was a very professional performance. I thought we were the better team for 85, if not 90 minutes. I think they had one spell. Ironically, played better when they had 10 men, I thought, for about 10 minutes. Started to build a bit ahead of steam. But I think we, you know, we got that second goal. We killed the game. We played really professional with it. The only downside of the whole game was to lose Dembele and Ethan Led, who were both fantastic until that happened. Big shout out to Jorinho Bakuna. I thought he was phenomenal at right back. Clearly exhausted by the end of it, but the team still gave 100%. Can't fault anyone on the pitch. The subs are incredible. And Japanese Berbatov strikes. What more do you want? Such a good goal, wasn't it? Such a good goal, oh, Josh. So good. How was the day for you, mate? I know you uh, travelled to Bristol, so what are your thoughts on it all? Yeah, it was a good game. Obviously, it was my like first game of the season, actually being there and seeing the team and what it looks like. But yeah, as you say, really professional performance. Uh, everyone was giving like really good performances. Even the players that came on did really, did really well. Obviously, as Jamie said, like Bakuna filling in at right back. Obviously, he was tired at the end of it, but the likes of James coming on and helping him out did really well so I think it was nice to see like the players that aren't starting just come in and it just clicks straight away and yeah the Japanese Berbatov as we're now calling him with that amazing strike and again glad to see Djokovic on the score sheet again so yeah good day all round really. Yeah I uh, I can't comment on it too much as I, I didn't watch the game I was sadly only listening but from your guys's point of views as, as far as a performance goes because 2-0 looks great on the score sheet and everything but in terms of a performance, how was it? Did we play good football, hold our shape and structure well? Because looking at Leeds, I thought we were excellent. Was it a similar performance in terms of that quality? I think we didn't really give Bristol a sniff. I don't recall Bristol really troubling us until Naki Wells missed an absolute sitter. They had a couple of dangerous crosses coming to the box. They had some deep corners that Ruddy went to get and didn't get, but defence held strong with it. I think Bielik and Sunjik, Sunjik, by the way, that was the best game he's had in the blue shirt for me. Obviously, he was unbelievable. This new revitalised Ivan Sunjik is just a new breed and an animal. He's unbelievable. And I think he gets mad at the match for the fact that he got a yellow card for something ridiculous and didn't end up getting sent off for 70 minutes. So, fair play to Ivan. Yeah, he's, he's a, he is a changed player now. Certainly against Leeds, I thought he was fantastic. And even in pre-season, I think he showed glimpses of the new player he's going to be. We mentioned it last week, that that sort of defensive midfield partnership of, of Bielik and Sunjic in there. They're both equally as strong. I saw a post on Twitter the other day of someone uh, talking about Bielik and Sunjic and the replies were just like the world's greatest midfielders and pictures of Skulls and Gerrard. And they, they genuinely, that those two defensive midfielders have been fantastic. I think we've got to mention at this bit, speaking of midfielders, Alfie Chang obviously out for what yeah. looks like a, a long time. I mean, Josh, what are your thoughts on that one? It's It's... I know what you're going to say. It's obviously gutting, but in terms of importance and everything, how soon do we want him back? Um, I think as soon as possible, really. I think, obviously, he's not the starting CDM over Sunjic and Bielik, but I think he's always just that option on the bench that, like, Sunjic getting a yellow card last game, the whole game, it was like, is he going to get another one? Is he going to get another one? But in the back of our minds, it's always, well, we could just bring Alfie Chang on. Like, if we do need to take him off, he's, if he's getting silly. And that's kind of gone now. I know we've got Gardner, but he hasn't played in a while. I mean, I'll hold my hands up that when we signed, um, like Alfie Chang signed his new contract at the Blues, I didn't really think much of him. It was a bit of a, 
why are we giving him like the longer contract when we've got the likes of Hall and James, obviously, but he's proved me wrong. Like he's, he's turned into a great player and I would have happily seen him like come on in any of the games so far and just fill in like in the cup game. He was really, really, really good just controlling the ball. So I think it is a big loss, but we've still got options now. So we don't need to rush him back, but obviously it would be better to see him back than him out injured. So yeah, Jamie, agree with all of that? Yeah, devastating. Like, we've lost a very good youth player there. You know, he's coming into his own. He, he became a part of our squad last year, didn't he? He filled in, came in for a couple of games, and everyone was like, this kid's all right, to be fair. And we've also lost, with Ethan Laird, we've lost someone else who can play right back because he filled in at right back against Cheltenham and he was mm. class. So, it's devastating to lose not only a good centre mid option, but also you've lost another defensive option. And it seems to be the one area of the pitch at the minute we're severely lacking in is defensive-minded players. Or we're losing a lot of good defenders at the minute and we can't be dealing with that. But yeah. I wish Alfie all the best, quickest recovery man, and getting back out on the pitch. Mm. Hopefully he does a bit of a Jordan James and comes back and absolutely tanks out and hits the gym yeah. and bulks out. Because whatever Jordan James has been having over summer, Alfie Chan can have some of that. I think I think the most disappointing thing with Chang is he's such a young player. And yeah. I think if I remember it, it was it was last season around the time we sort of had Blackburn in the cup, around that sort of period, he had a few league games and, and played in those games too, where I really thought, wow, this is a this is a great player mm-hmm. we've got on our hands here. And I think to have such a I'm not exactly sure what the injury is, but I think I know what it's they said was, is it mm, quite yeah. serious. So I think he's gonna be he's out for surgery. quite some time, has he? Yeah, I think he's so, had surgery uh, or had Yes. Been. So this is the thing to recover from that at such a, a young age. It when you're younger, it is easier to recover from these injuries. But it's how he copes both physically and mentally with being out of football for eight to twelve months or however long he's out. And I agree with you, Jamie. I think it's such a big loss because he's he's such a good player. I think to bring on, mm-hmm. um, you know, when we've got 20, 25 minutes left and we just need that bit more solidity. Yeah. Because I think he's sort of a, a midfielder who's a bit of a jack of all trades, good yeah. defensively, good going forward yeah. as well, which maybe be the consignature, a more favoured defensively. Probably Bakuna's closest to the uh, as a, a player as Alfie Chang is. So, yeah, really disappointing. We've obviously lost Laird and um, Dembele as well. Tyler Roberts still out too. So we've got a few injuries mm. at the moment. I mean, Josh, how big a losses are both Laird and Dembele? Because they are, I think, massive in my opinion. Mm. Oh, yeah. I think, like, Dembele's a really, really good player. And, like, Bristol, he was just incredible. Like, being able to get the ball in his own half and just turn his man. He did it so many times. I think he's got the most dribbles in the league now. Um, And I think he's a big loss. But I think Laird is the bigger loss. I think, like, with Dembele, we've got people that can come in, like Miyoshi and James. But Laird, it's very much one of those, like, we were speaking before, of who plays right back now. Is it, do we put Bakuna there? And but then he hasn't really got the stamina to be going forward and backwards. Do we go to a back three and like move Buchanan over and then maybe have Longello as wing back as well? It's it's one of those we don't really have those defensive options. Like we even said dropping Bielik and putting Sanderson right back, but then it's almost Laird is very much he, he goes beyond um the whoever the winger is on that side. So yeah. I don't think Sanderson's gonna be doing that. So whatever happens, really the game plan is gonna change. So I think he's probably the big loss but again it's one of those where we have got the likes of Bakuna which against Bristol I, th- I thought he did really well there although you could see he was blowing at the end of the game he did do really well and James gave him that cover so 
if he has to play there against Plymouth, then fair enough. But we just want Laird and Dembele to come back and be the players that they've been so far. Like from the sounds of it in Eustace, it it doesn't seem like they're going to be out for too long. Like in his press conference, it was more that they were just out this week, but hopefully mm. they come back sooner rather than later. Yeah, it didn't seem like anything too serious. I mean, go on, Jamie, you were going to say something. So that how long is it now to the international break? Is it literally this game, Cardiff and Millwall, and is it a two-week break? Oh, you know, I haven't even checked. I, I hate international breaks so much, I just don't bother looking. Or is it I, too I, early? I don't know, because last season, that it it because of the World Cup, things were a bit thrown off, but normally it seems to be maybe four, five, six games into the season. I mean, what I'm thinking, because if it is literally like that, the move could even be let them yeah, lead rest, let them fully just get over these injuries over the mm. four weeks. I'd yeah. rather that. I know it puts us at a bit of a detriment when we're playing good teams, but I'd rather sacrifice them for two games knowing I'm going to get 100% fit back players. Because Ethan Laird and Dembele, but Ethan Laird in them 41 minutes, Josh, before he came off. Like the amount of times he just bolted from like the keeper would throw it out to their wing or kick it out and he just bolt, get the ball and he's throw. Yeah. He's down the wing. He's gone like. Yeah. 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 I couldn't believe how like defensively, like how well he was doing as well. Oh, yeah, the amount of times they tried to play it over the top player. and he just jumped and headed it out. And it's <laughs> like, he's like five foot seven, five foot six. And he's just jumping and heading it out against like whoever the winger was. Like it was his best defense. Just, I'm, like, yeah. say, he's only played a couple of games, but definitely his best defensive performance. But then going forward as well, like as you say, that, there was that one where the keeper tried to throw it out and he just sprinted <laughs> at their fullback and just nipped in front of them. So I think we are, we are going to miss that, but. Yeah, I think I think the thing is is Dembele and Laird, I, I'd say, have been our two standout performers this season. And I think the tricky thing with those yeah. two is, say if Keshi Anderson were to get injured tomorrow, we've probably got Jordan James who can step in and do a similarish job. If Belix injured back, mm. can step in. I think the problem with these two is they're not just like-for-like changes. Whoever comes in, through no fault of their own, offers something different and doesn't quite play the same yeah. way as, as, as Laird and Dembele do. I think last week we went through our ideal Blues teams at the moment. I think we agreed on the back four. We agreed on the two defensive midfielders. It was just the front four. We changed a bit. But I think now we'll see, a com uh, to be honest, yeah, a completely different team because those two are so vital, I think, in order to get results that are hopefully fairly similar. We're going to need a big change. We sort of spoke about it a little bit before the pod, but I'll go to you on this, Jamie. Do we change formation? Who comes in? Who goes out? What 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 are we doing for the weekend? Because so I don't think we can stick necessarily with the same style of play because I think Dembele and Laird are so huge and so pivotal in the way we play. So maybe it's something's got to change. Isn't it? I've been, I was saying earlier, like, I think it might be a 3-5-2 and come back to it. However, I'd be interested to see how a 3-5-2 goes now. And no disrespect to Birmingham last season, but we seem to have better footballers now. So I'd be interested to see how a 3-5-2 yeah. works with better players on the pitch. Because mm -hmm. it worked last season and we had Troy Deeney and Hogan, whereas, you know what I mean? Like, you've got not a lot of movement. That's no disrespect to Troy. He, you know, he did what he did. But, you know, we've got better, quicker players now. I'd like to see, like, a duke with someone like Miyoshi running off him. Or, you know, because oh, Miyoshi just... Even when he went up front for a little bit, you saw it in the second half against Duke. He just With Duke, he just... Yeah. He had the ball in the net another time, Zach, but it was offside. It was close. <laughs> But yeah, 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 he just ran onto a Juki flick on and just buried it past the keeper. So, Miyoshi offers us that difference. But I think it will be 3-5-2 and I can see 
I don't know who's going to play. I don't know if he's going to move Bielik back as a third centre half and then rejoin the engine yeah. in the middle, or is he going to you know, risk Manny Longello? I think maybe Longello has more to offer this year. I think if you've got someone solid like a Lee Buchanan at left centre back, I think Longello probably does have that freedom to bolt forward more. Hmm. I, I was I was going to ask you about the centre halves because I think that's a tricky bit if you want to play a three-five-two. Because Mark Roberts is still injured, if I'm not mistaken, he won't be hmm. available for the weekend. I don't think so. It's Long Sanderson. Yeah, do you play someone like Buchanan there? Do you bring Bielik in? Just Nico what? Gordon still injured, or is he He's left at, um, to say an idiot? Is it Solomon Moore's? Yeah. yeah, I knew he was yeah. somewhere. I knew. So. Yeah. Like, why are we getting rid? Why? Why have we gotten rid of him on loan when we got such short defensive options, man? Well, I, I, mean, I, like I think that got Gordon. set up on I think his he's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, really? You're joking? No way. I mean, I think I think what this has done though, these two injuries, has highlighted that. I think we said last week that our depth was pretty decent, but it's still not 100%. We still need, before the window ends, mm-hmm. I think there's still a few players we need to bring in. I still think we need the centre-half. Um, I think we're all in agreement that we still could do with another striker. I mean, Josh, what are you doing for the weekend then against Plymouth? What's your, what would you do if you were John Eustace? Uh I would go, I would play the team that we started the second half with, with bring James, uh, so Anderson on the left for Dembele, I put Miyoshi in the middle and Bakuna right back. And then I put Jordan James and I would just say like Bakuna, just run as much as you can. And then if we have to take him off and maybe, as you say, push Bielik back or um, something like that. But I think, I don't think we're going to be doing as much running because I think we'll have a lot more possession against Plymouth. So I don't think it'll be a lot of back and forth, back and forth, but that's what I would go with. I think, like we've seen Bakuna play right wing back before. Um, obviously, it gets it's more further forward than playing five at the back, for example. But that's what I would go with. And I mean, we have got Longello if we need to, if put him at right back. But um... you, you touched on Longello there, and uh, we we said it before the pod, but maybe play slightly higher up because I think we're all in agreement that Longello would be better utilised in more of a forward role. I. I wouldn't be opposed to see him have a go on the left at the weekend. I think we do, having said that, I think we do have better options in terms of the left side of the pitch and moving a few things around. I think we can get better players in there, but I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Longolo come on in minute 60, 65 and have a go at left wing because I think going forward is is, is a stronger, stronger point. Green. In an ideal yeah. world, we've been hearing Matt Loughton's been training with the Blues for the last two weeks. Why can't we just get him on a pen to paper and get him in tomorrow? Get him in for the game, yeah. sorry, on Saturday. Like, I know he's, I, he's, I was... been, he's been training for a few weeks. I'd rather him for one half than nothing. He's a, he's a right back who's played in the Premier League. He's got he's better than what option we'll have. No disrespect yeah. to Backer. I thought he was yeah. great, but... I, I don't disagree, but right back is just not Bakuna's natural position, is it? Yeah. I think he's much better utilised in the middle. What about... um? Saw so one or two people mention Josh Williams, maybe, because yeah, I know he's, he's he's not really well. He hasn't been in the, the the squad really since the the start of last season. But I think when he when he did play last season, I thought he did a, a good job. But do we have better options? That's the thing. Not the moment. I think going forward, he looks all right. I mean, he, he's played that for me. Like against Plymouth, they've got um, is it Barley Mumba? Um, yes, the wing yeah, back yeah. who's really attacking and he it, although he's right footed he plays on that left side and I think mm. yes Josh Williams is good going forward but I think Bakuna's just that 
although he's not defensive minded, he's actually really good at tackling. Like he he does that thing mm. where he like backs off, backs off, and then he can put that tackling like at the last minute. Yeah. So mm. that's for me why I think Bakuna would be a better fit at right back. But um, I think I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Williams was on the bench mm. um, for the game. And as you say, maybe an option towards the end of the game if we're holding on and we want to go to a five at the back, he comes on at right wing back as and then Longello on the left. But um, like you were saying, uh, Zach, about pushing Longello left mid, yeah, definitely do it. He came on at Bristol and he looked really good in that position. Mm. Like <laughs> we know he can be defensive and help out. But he was also able to bomb on as well. So, yeah. you see him turn the two players in the corner at the end of the match. <laughs> he's such yeah, a baller, honestly. He's so, he absolutely like, turned them. He turned two players back in the corner. He literally yeah. just spun them and started running in the box. I was like, ah. going forward, I genuinely, I think he's brilliant going forward. Defensively, I'm in full agreement that probably left back isn't his preferred position because defensively, I don't think he is as solid. But mm-hmm. going forward, I think I think he's quality. I'd, I'd love to see him higher up. Look, what Eustace does at the weekend, we have no idea. I think there's so many things him and his, his team will have to think about because we are missing a few and whether it's a change of play style, change of formation, who knows. But um, sort of talking about replacements and everything and a few transfers such as Lowton, uh, it's sort of come out today that Stansfield, uh, Jay Stansfield, Exeter City striker last season, uh, previously while well, his his uh his permanent club is currently Fulham. Um but on the surface it does look like we could be close to getting him through the door. Not sure if it's a loan or permanent, but I do imagine it would be a loan. I, I I'd be surprised if Fulham wanted to let a 20 year old striker who's been performing very well go just like that. Um but yeah Jay Stansfield, Jamie what are your what are your thoughts on that one? We've been crying out for a striker. Um that's great. I think that's what we need. I'm I'm not ignoring you. I'm literally just seeing if Rizzo has written anything about it because uh, <laughs> you know if he tweets it, it's happened, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think it's great. He's you know he's clearly athletic. He's quick. He's powerful. He's what we need really. And that's no. I thought Scott had a great game on Saturday, and I can't believe I'm saying that because I know I like to slate him, but I think he worked hard. My problem is I think he played his best game defensively this weekend. There was points where. I'm watching someone make a slide tackle for us, and I'm like, who's made that tackle? What Scott Hogan's at left back making tackles, and then so it's one of them. I do think Scott works hard. I think he's done better the last last game, but I do think we need some fresh blood up front, someone who's just aggressive and ready to get on all game. Josh, Josh thoughts? Yeah, looks like a good player. Uh, was at Exeter last year. He got 16 goal contributions, uh, nine goals, but he seemed to play like up top most of the season and then they moved him to left wing but even there he like seemed to create a lot and apparently he can play across like all three as well so I think it's another really good option like he's young um I would like to see him come in on a permanent rather than a loan um obviously as you say like I don't think Fulham will want to give him up like apparently they're quite keen on him so um, probably a loan deal. But yeah, I think it'd be a good option. Obviously, some fresh blood up front, uh, quite quick as well. Although he's like six foot, I think. So can probably hold the ball up, but looks like he's going to be getting inside as well. Um, but yeah, it looks like could be a decent option. Another one that kind of Gardner's got out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but could be decent, yeah. I can't yeah, see Fulham yeah. selling, if I'm honest, with the yeah. obviously pending Alexander Mitrovic to sell this. Yeah, I, 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 you know what? I think Stansfield will be at our budget as well, to be honest. I know he's, you know, not played yeah. uh, too, too much um, 
first team football at the highest level. But League One last season did well at Exeter, as you said, 16 goal contributions, 20 years old. I'd be surprised if Fulham wanted to let him go. But you said a few things there, Josh. I think that the height is a big thing. And I think his aerial ability is very good because mm. I felt against Leeds... Um, when we played that game, we were trying to mm. get a lot of crosses into the box and really utilise the wide players because that's probably our strongest positions on the pitch at the moment and get those crosses in. But I felt Hogan isn't quite the player to deal with balls into mm. the box and, and winning the ball in the air, whereas Stansfield likely could be. Um, I think I, I think for a while we've just wanted that Dukey replacement. I think Sam Cosgrove was probably in mind for a bit of a Dukovic replacement and players we've got in the past, I think, are similar. I think Stansfield could be the one. And as you said, if it can be permanent, that's excellent. But I, I sadly do think it will be alone. But but I mean I mean I mean we'll have to see. 16 goal contributions in League One last season. He's he's clearly, you know, a, a decent player. And if he can be that Djokovic replacement, you know, uses strength, uses power, uses aerial ability, I think we're uh, on onto a bit of a winner. If he were to come in then, is he a straight swap for Hogan? Potentially. Potentially, mm. um, I think obviously you have to see how he goes. Um, I think he'll be not straight away. I think it'll probably take him a couple of games, but I think he could probably take over from Hogan. I mean, he's he's quick in behind as well. So I think Hogan was doing that more the second half against Bristol. First half mm. he was used probably more as a target man, but second half he did seem to be making runs in behind. But obviously he hasn't got the pace he used to. So I think if this Stanfield comes in and he seems to be quite like a link-up player as well. Um, playing well off other players. I mean, with seven assists as well, he's not just mm. a goal scorer. So, yeah, I think he worked well in the lineup. So, as I say, not straight away, but probably a couple of games, bed him in, and then I wouldn't mm. be surprised to see him as first choice. I think what you said as well uh, earlier on in that he can play across the front three, I think is just mm. that extra bit useful as well because... As we've said, depth is something that we're not too hot on at the moment. So if we can have one of those players who can come in and replace Sariki Dembele when he's out injured or when Keshi Anderson's injured, can play in behind or anything like that, we seem to be favouring the 4-2-3-1 this season. And if he can place striker yeah. in behind the striker and the two wingers, yeah, I, I think we're on to a real winner there. Aside from other transfers, we mentioned Lowton and we talked a little bit about him last week. And as you said, Jamie, it'd be great to get him in. But I don't think other than that, there's been too many rumours um, and I think a centre-back is honestly vital. I think if we don't get in another centre-half, I think we're going to struggle. So I keep hearing Ted and Mengi's name shouted. And mm. I keep hearing yeah. it. And I'd love that. The issue, So obviously I follow the uh, wonderful medical man on Twitter. I don't know if anyone else does. But yeah. he's, he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. He, someone tweeted him back the other day. So he put six six or seven days ago. Now he said, like, hello, hello, hello. And a BCFT signs if so. Like, I think there's three medicals, basically. Or at least one or two. And someone tweeted him the other day saying, well, what's going on? He, he literally tweeted saying, I think how the club's looking at the minute is we've got to sell to get someone in. So I think bringing that lad in, the striker, I think it's the nail in the coffin for Sam Cosgrove. I think Cosgrove goes then. You might be right, to be fair. Yeah. And we mentioned it last week. I don't think he's going to get much game time this season anyway, Cosgrove. And I think another club will happily have him, to be fair. Another League One Blackpool side. Are, Blackpool are massively linked to him. Yeah. Who yeah. knows if 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 Exeter, you know, might want another striker, he could go there. I mean, who who knows what's going to happen? But I think you said Mengi there, and I think when Mengi first came to the club, I was so impressed with him because I think he was, I think he was nineteen at the time, and he didn't play yeah. a load of games for us. But I thought that six foot three, powerful presence at the back. I mean, Josh, would you like Mengi back at the club? 
This video is brought to you by TasteCard, your new secret weapon for days out with friends and family. TasteCard is a dedicated discount app that hunts down all the biggest offers on food and activities so you can save money on the things you love. You can rely on TasteCard to serve you discounts off restaurant food, price slashes on all your favourite shops, even including cinema tickets, so you can go and watch Barbenheimer as much as you want. Sign up for TasteCard now for only $29.99 a year, TasteCard's lowest ever price. Link is in the description. I'd love him back, yeah. I think he obviously played in a back five when we had him and he was like the right-sided centre-back, but I think he could play mm -hmm. next to Sanderson or if we, even if we push Sanderson over. Um, I think Kevin Long's been massive this year in just yeah. that composure at the back. Um, so I think Long and, and obviously Ruddy and Goal as well, they'll like talk him through the game because he's still only 20, 21. I think. Mm. Uh, see him in. I think obviously I'm guessing it would just be a loan deal. Um, I don't think he'll ever play for Man United, but I think he's probably one of those players that they'll probably hold on to, hold on to, and then sell for like five million or something in the future. Um, mm. But I'd love to have him back. I think it has gone really quiet. I think it was like the Leeds game where it all came out because he did an Instagram post or something with Ethan Laird. And since then, it has gone really quiet. So I'm hoping that maybe something comes of it. It, it could have just been like friends because obviously he was mates with Ethan Laird at Man United. So could have just been friends having a bit of banter, but I'm hoping there's something in it because, yes, Mark Roberts is good on his day sometimes, but his days are quite rare now nowadays. So I think having someone like Mengi in definitely just shores up that defence a bit more. And, yeah, I'd love to see him in. I think Mark Roberts 100% has his attributes, but like you said, I 100% agree. Yeah. Like I think if you're playing a team that is just going to go... You beat a kind of Tony Pulis long ball for 90 minutes. QPR away last year when we yeah. won 1 0. I think if you've got them kind of games, Mark Roberts will be your man of the yeah. match because he will not lose a header. However, mm, if you play a team that's got small, quick strikers, avoid like the play. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, was, yeah, I completely yeah. agree. And I, I was going to say that I think for me, the modern centre back now needs to have some pace on them. Um, I think these days, forward players are getting faster, stronger, quicker. And I think. Mm. There's still a use for slower centre-backs because often what they lack in pace, they gain in strength and size and stature, um, offset pieces and all that sort of stuff. But I think particularly in the championship these days and as a modern defender, I think you need to be quick. Um, and I think that's something Ted Mengi has because he is a tall centre-half, yet he's still got that speed, he's still got that pace. And there was a game last season, you said, Josh, he played on the right of... Of, of the defence, which you're right, but there was one game where we had a few injuries, and I remember he was a central centre-half, um, and you've got to be a bit more commanding in that position, because, you, you know, you're next to your two defenders, and even then, as a 19-year-old, I thought he was so commanding and had such a good game. Um, I think, mm. so I think if we can get Mengi back, that'd be great, and as you said, I, it certainly doesn't look like he's in Man United's plans uh, anytime soon, so I mean, if we can get Mengi uh, into the club, that'd be great. What else has happened at Blues? There was an open letter today um, released by Gary Cook, which is very nice. I think we've seen more open letters in the last few months as we did under the whole reign uh, of BSHL, mainly just talking about the kits uh, and the merchandising and all that sort of stuff. It says here, uh, whereas I think we had three times more sales yeah. uh, in merchandise this season, uh, this time this season compared to last season, which just shows the uh, boost in support around the club and the morale around the club and everything that's going on, which is great. Um, my most interested thing uh, in this open letter is the talk of a third kit, 
which definitely seems like it's happening. It's always nice to have a third kit. We had we had the Arthur's kit last season, didn't we? The white kit, which I believe was a one game thing. Did we have another? Did we have another kit that yeah. last season? We did, didn't we? Well, I'm trying to think. Was it because we've had? I'm trying to think of the third kits it's we've just... had recently. We've had the tiger one, that orange and um green sort of tiger print kit. Last season yeah. we had no, the Arthur just, kit. Just the two last year, wasn't it? Yeah, the, it was, the blue and the it? red. Yeah. So. yeah, and we had the Arthur kit for that one game against Preston. But I think a third kit's really exciting. We've talked a bit about kits on here uh, before, but Jamie, what would you want from a third kit? Would you be buying you it as well? My favorite, one of my favorite kits in my lifetime. Obviously, going down the blues and watching was the black away kit we had in the prem. I love that kit. Like, yeah. beautiful. Isn't it? If we bring anything like that back, I'll be a happy, happy, happy man. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really. Let's be honest. Like, it, it, it'd be nice, but I'm colorblind, so for me, it's a kit to get in it. Like, it'd be alright. <laughs> any any kit will do you, mate. Any like, kit will do you. Um, Josh, what would you like to see from the third kit? Um, I like kind of third kits that stand out a lot, not just uh boring ones. I have heard a good suggestion of um doing like a penguin kit. Um, yeah, but swapping the colours around, having the blue stripe down the middle, almost like a homage to uh, Trevor Francis, almost um, <laughs> something like oh, that. Nice. But as Jamie said, like a black kit would go really nice this season. Um, yeah, I'd seen the yellow with blue pinstripes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, those kits seem to do quite well. Um, I always think of the European uh, away day with that kit where was it Chris Wood scored in like yeah, the last yeah, minute yeah. or something. Um, so yeah, just something that stands out. Um, mm. I mean, I love, I've got the Arthur kit from last season. Um, really liked that, like the whole meaning behind it. So even if they do mm. something like that, like almost like a, um, a charity kit, um, like link it to some charity. Like, I think the, that seems to be like the kind of thing the new owners would do kind of link it back to the community or like the history of the club. But, um, mm. yeah, I think it, I think it's a good idea. Um, obviously, like it says in the letter that they can't get any more kits now um, to sell. So I think having a third kit coming out is would be really good. And obviously, boost sales for the clubs, which means we can get better players, which means ultimately the team gets better. So Yeah, no, you're right. I think it would be nice to see maybe a, a tribute to Trevor Francis on the kit or something, whether it's a bit of writing or a kit inspired yeah. around the time period he played. Looking a bit more at the letter, there's a, there's a few things I like about it as well. So I'm sort of stealing someone's tweet earlier, but I, I did really like the way they put it. I think what's great about these letters, I know this one's just a bit more about merchandising and kits, so it's not ne- necessarily something that's super serious, but they've said, immediately they've said, you know, what's going on and everything, what's happening around this letter, aka around the kits. There's clearly a problem there because the, the kits are sold out and, you know, and people want to buy more. They've gone on immediately to say what they're doing about it and how they're going to solve solve the problem and, and, and think of a solution yeah. and i think it's so good just to see that communication here's a problem we've acknowledged it what are we going to do about it what what are we going to do moving forward and i think it's so brilliant to see even small bits of communication like this because in the past blues kits have sold out or when are they come back and stop no one knows no one has a clue yeah. even just small things like this even just have a letter as uh, surrounding something so small as just, you know, kits are out of sale. It's so nice to have this open communication. Yeah. And as I said, it, it doesn't seem like much, but 
small things like this are, are massive because it just shows these people care. They will address the fans. They know something, you know, is going wrong. They're looking to fix it. I, I, I think it's brilliant. And the more of this we have, mm. I, I just think the better because it, it shows the intent and everything around the club at the moment is just being run perfectly. And it's, it's so brilliant to yeah. see. Um, but that that's pretty much it around the letter, isn't it? There's not a whole lot more uh, other than the merchandising stuff and, and, and all things like that. Um, so I guess we move on to Plymouth. Plymouth at the weekend. They've had an all right start to the season. Uh, another home game, another sellout as well. Uh, Jamie, what are you expecting from Plymouth? I think they were unfortunate to lose in the last minute against Southampton. Mm. I think yeah. they were a very good Chaotic, team. Uh, yeah, and I think I was it Eustace or someone who said, said themselves, like, they've got a lot of momentum just coming off. Good team. I do think we'll dominate the ball. I think they're going to set up for the counter-attack with their pace. I think I trust. I don't know. It's the first time I've said this for a while, like in a few years. I trust this back line to keep a clean sheet, and I haven't been able to say that in any Birmingham City team for probably the last eight years. I trust that we will keep a clean sheet under Rout. Was probably the last time I could say them words confidently. Like, I think you going, Jane, by the way. Two nil. Two nil. You, yeah. Did you say? Didn't you say two 0 for Bristol I said, City? I said three. I think I said. Oh, I, did, I said two. Too yeah, confident. but I. Yeah, you said 2-0, this man asked. Did you, Josh? Josh said it. There you go. Yeah. So, in that case, Josh, say your opinion now and you better say a win because it's going to happen, isn't it? Uh, I On my... Uh, when I was speaking to the Plymouth fan um, on the match preview, I said 1-0. Uh, and I said the Kevin Long header. Ooh, so Something a bit different. There you go. Put your bets you on. Gotta put five on it. Yeah. you got to put a 5 got on it. got a few last Harry season, Power. Kevin Long, didn't he? got a few last season. Um, mm. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think Plymouth... It'll be a... I think it obviously helps being at home and another sellout crowd. I think that's fantastic. It shows so many people are interested in the club at the moment. They've started with a, a win, a draw, a loss. Obviously, as you said, Jamie Chatham scored uh, in the 90th minute last weekend to uh, stop them picking up a point. I think I think Plymouth will be a tough test, though. Um, they've got a few good players. Um, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how we get on. I mean, we're fourth in the Championship. We haven't seen Blues that high in the league so long. Um, if we can keep this unbeaten streak going and pick up another three points, um, it, it would honestly, it would just be amazing. We've obviously got Cardiff as well in the cup uh, after Plymouth on the Tuesday. Jamie, is a cup run something you'd like to see? I mean, at this current present time, I'm not saying throw the game, but I wouldn't be opposed or upset if he started the under 21 <laughs> because right now we do not need any more bloody injuries. No, mm. literally start the kids, give. Give George Hall a run about for an half, get his fitness back. Give Gary Gardner a start. If Mark Roberts has got half and like 44 minutes in his legs, get the fitness back on them players. Give Neil Lethbridge his, his game. You know, like, a lot of Neil, to be fair. Like, I, know, I know he's on a lot of money, but a lot of Neil Lethbridge. I think he deserves a little game or two as well. So give Neil a run about. Longello will play left back. You know, give the lads, give, you know, I wouldn't want to be John Eustace at the minute. I was thinking about this earlier. He must have it so difficult right now thinking about this Plymouth team on Saturday. And then knowing in three days' time he's got to play another, another 11 against Cardiff with injuries. Mm. It must be a nightmare. So, yeah, don't throw the game, but throw the game. I wouldn't mind losing. Josh, you similar in your thinking or? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say throw the game because I am going to it. But, um, uh, I am going to use it more of like a scouting kind of session, really, because yeah. I am expecting like the kids to come out. I'm expecting like Josh Williams. Um, I was hoping to see like Alfie Chang again, but obviously that's not going to happen. But um, I would like to see Sam Cosgrove get a go um, up front and just see, because I, 
I was trying to think back to him. I can't remember the last time he actually started a game. Mm-hmm. I think it was like under Karanka. So I think just give him a go because, I mean, really he could have a great game and then it's like, oh, we don't need Sandfield or it can just confirm that he's not ready. But it also gives Duke a rest. Um, like he, he can't play the full 90s and I'd rather him just be fit for league games. So as I said, it's like not too fussed about the cup um, at the moment. I think we just need to focus on the league and just make sure we don't get anyone injured really. So as I'm going to it, I'm going to use it as like a scouting session, but not expecting us to win like five nil or anything. Yeah, See, like, yeah. scrappy, scrappy nil nil penalty shootout, something like that will probably happen. Or a yeah, one nil win. Yeah, like it's not going to be a thrashing either way. I think both, I think both clubs are in the same boat in terms of they're both yeah. going to want to rest a lot of players. Mm. Cardiff haven't had a great start. They're not really going to be thinking about the cup too much. Neither are we. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just don't need more games and more injuries right now. So I'd say start the kids like you, use it as a scouting session. Maybe give Bakuna forty-five minutes in the centre mid, let him score another free kick, then get him off. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm I'm quite different in my thinking to you two in that I'd really like a cup run this season. I think it's been a while since Blues have had a proper good cup run where we've really made it far. And I think missing out on 2011, I wasn't really a fan then. <laughs> uh, I, I'd like to see Blues at Wembley one day. So I, personally, I'd like a cup run. I, I do agree in that rest, some of the um, the starting 11 and bringing a few of the uh, the younger players or, or the fringe players. But I'd like to see us do well. And I just think it's, it's small things like just to keep momentum and positive vibes whatever you want to call it just to keep that streak going and and keep because we said it last week as soon as the first loss comes everyone goes into meltdown and blues twitters, you know all over the place like every useless out owners out everyone out so i want to delay that as long as possible i want a good cup run this season i'd like us to start a few stronger players start a few of the kids um, and just give it a really good go and as you said jamie cardiff hasn't started too well i mean they drew to leeds opening day didn't they I know they were, and yeah, yeah, it was a last minute goal. Yeah, they're currently 20th and they've lost their previous two. Um, although Aaron Ramsey did score a banger at the weekend. I don't know if you saw that. What a disgusting goal. goal that was. Um, so it just shows he's still got it in the locker. But yeah, personally, I, 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 I'd like a good cup run. It's been a while since we've seen one. Play a few of the youngsters, play a few of the um, more experienced players and see what happens. So, Jamie, for yourself, you're going 2 0 Plymouth. Uh, again, sorry, did you say 2-0 or 1-0 against Plymouth? I said 2-0 Plymouth. I think Miyoshi bangs again. And... I hope so. I don't, know. I don't know who gets the second goal, but I think, I mean, I'm, I'm screaming for an Ivan screamer, but I know it's not probably going to happen. <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know, Anderson actually, like, finds his, you know, shooting boots and actually decides to take a shot instead of trying to pass off every time he runs for on goal. Really infuriates me. <laughs> The only it, thing about his game that annoys me at the minute is he'll, he'll run for on goal and he'll do everything and then he, it's like he panics that second. Just shoot. Just he did shoot. It, yeah, he did it against Leeds, yeah. did he not? Where he, he was pretty Bristol. much for at one point. He did it against Bristol yeah. as well. Yeah, it's the only downside to his game. It's that, I'd say, just a lot decision-making sometimes in front of goal. Sometimes you just got to hit it and be a bit selfish and go for goal. Um, so, yeah, you're going 2-0 uh, Plymouth and what about Cardiff? It's quite unpredictable with the squad, isn't it? Yeah, I think we'll just. I think it'll be a and a fun game to watch because I think it'll be back and forth because it'll be young teams playing. But I think it will probably sneak it two one or one nil. Average will pop off one of his 
usual yearly double save that makes Sky Sports news and <laughs> you know like some deadline day madness will happen where some like Luton Town or something will probably come in for him and then we'll have to deal with that and you know yeah. like last year with Forest Green when he did it so yeah, I don't know something mad will happen in the game and Josh was saying 1-0 against Plymouth Kevin Longheader Cardiff yeah uh, Cardiff I feel like it's going to be like a nil-nil go to penalties kind of late night um, but yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Nil-nil penalties late night and we'll, Etheridge will pull off like a brilliant penalty save or something. Yeah. And we'll go through. So, if we are to go through, what are your ideal fixtures in the next round? Because Premier mm. League teams come into it. All the, the top end Premier League teams, I believe, in the third round, yeah. don't they? Anyone who's not in Europe. Not a bloody another championship boring game at home. That's what <laughs> pissed me off so much about it. That's why I can't be bothered to think about it. So, I was like, Cardiff at home. Like, come I know. on. Like, and Tottenham away or something, just give me something I, fun. Honestly, that was gutting because I think with the draw, there are about six teams left, and one of them was Chelsea and one of them was Spurs. Mm. So we were close to a good fixture. But if you had to say one, Jamie, would you want it home, tie, away, tie, and what club? Would, would you want a second city derby? It's been a while since we've had those, hasn't it? I mean, I, I would like a second city derby, but they are also playing very well at the minute. Um, <laughs> they are. But so are we there, at the same time, Derby's form doesn't really matter. Would I like to play against the Twelve Toes? Yeah, I think I would. I think I'd be. I think I'd enjoy a game against them. I think they wouldn't play the strongest team if we played them because they've got mm. Europa League football to think about, and you know now they're in Europe, they think they're the you know the pride of everything again. They think they're the greatest thing in the world. So I think we, if we took them down a peg or two, it'd be great. Anyway, so I wouldn't mind playing them. Um, I think I would I would go the ideal one would be Tottenham away I think because I think was it under Cranker when we had them pre-season yeah, and it was yeah, Covid so none of the fans could go and it was just as yeah. they'd opened that stadium so uh, probably Tottenham away just to go to the stadium um, I'm going to be really boring if it's not like one of the really big teams I'd rather just like a league one team so yeah. we'd be able to win yeah. and just go through to the next round yeah. and carry on um preferably an away game though because away games are just best so best um wrexham away would be a laugh i reckon wrexham would be good actually yeah. wrexham would be very good yeah it's a, a club that probably a lot of blues fans haven't been to the, the sort of hardcore yeah. away day travelers because obviously we haven't we haven't really come up against them in recent times yeah i think i'm i'd love a, a top six a club away Anfield or yeah, Spurs' new ground, something like that. We I think the last time we had a big club in the cup was Man City. Do you remember when we played City? We were three 0 yeah. down at half time. Yeah. And yeah, I think that was COVID, time. wasn't it? That was COVID times as well. Um so it's been a while since we've had a big team in the cup. But yeah, I, I'm in complete agreement. You always want a big side, and if it's not gonna be a big side, you always want a League One team or something along those lines for an easy pass into the next round. Do all um, the teams but, get to play each other this round as well? Because I know they're divided at north and south for some random. I've never yeah, seen Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know. know. I, I have no idea. Yeah, because they did it They did it for, obviously, the, the previous round. I don't know how they structure it in the first round. I just round. hit Sunderland away. What just gets Sunderland <laughs> away or something mad? What is something Sunderland boring. Uh, I can't remember, you know. I'm not. I'm not too sure. But if, if, if they do something painful like that, it would be something brutal. Bradford or yeah. something. Like, oh, something just mm. dead boring, and because we, yeah, we haven't had a big Long team on a Tuesday. Norwich away. It's going to be something like <laughs> Norwich away again. That yeah, was like probably a away. Away. Yeah. 
like yeah. on a Tuesday night, and it's just like, oh, it's God, just I will. I will buy a ticket just to grow the season to get away. Stop it! I'll just lose my head over. It. I'm not doing. <laughs> it wouldn't be great, would it? It wouldn't be great. But hopefully, uh, we get a big side. I think is that pretty much any everything. Anything anyone wants to add or anything we've missed? I think we've uh, we covered most of it, haven't we? That's about it. Sure yeah. Enough. Yeah. So. Uh, Tommy Kelsell is always good at uh, filling the last 15 minutes. He always thinks of something, but I don't quite have the skills to uh, to elongate things like Tommy does. So I think we will wrap it up there. A slightly shorter episode oh. this week, um, but I think we've covered most important topics. Um, and hopefully a few more exciting things happen at the Blues. So we have plenty to talk about next week. But Jamie, Josh, thank you for joining me as always. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, Sam and Tommy hopefully will be back next week too. Um, be sure to follow us on our own personal socials. They are just below our faces. Don't forget to follow Blues Focus on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, anywhere uh, you get your social content. Uh, we are likely on there. So drop us a follow at Blues Focus. So thank you very much for watching. Hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you in the next one. Keep right on. Keep right on. Keep right on. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share box ready to go. Your mates are already booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.